You're listening to Music Tectonics. Welcome back to Music Tectonics, where we go beneath the surface of music and tech. I'm Shaley Ankenbrook, Music Tectonics Conference Planner at Rock, Paper, Scissors, the PR firm that specializes in music, innovation, and music technology. This week, we have more to share from NAM, the annual trade show for musical instruments, gear, software, pro audio, and event tech. Now, you might already know Splice as a royalty-free sound and sample library, but at NAM, Eleanor found out about COSO, their new tool for discovery and creation, with Alejandro Kretzky, head of AI, ML, and audio science innovation at Splice. Here's Eleanor at NAM. This is Eleanor. I am back on the trade show floor at NAM, and I am here with Alejandro Koretsky. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about COSO by Splice that was launched earlier this spring? Yeah, it'll be my pleasure. So thanks for having me. Thanks for having Splice, uh, or having me representing Splice at NAM. Um, COSO. So we released COSO about a month ago. COSO stands for compatible sounds, but it's much more than that. Um, in a nutshell, COSO is, we describe it as an intelligent musical sketchpad for instant inspiration. Mm. Uh, and that has a lot of implications, but um, in a nutshell, the product uh, as it is today, uh, what it does is given a reference sound, which can be um, you know, a sample from the splices, uh, from the splice marketplace, it can in instant, you know, in milliseconds, can bring the most compatible sounds available in the catalog. So what that means is that uh, where before you had to spend a lot of time scrolling through thousands of samples, trying to find samples based on you know key, now you can you know that is brought back to you know seconds where you can uh, find sounds that just sound well together and that's a big breakthrough wow can you uh, describe your role at splice and your role in creating coso sure so i'm the head of machine learning and audio science innovation and that's uh, i joined splice like four and a half years ago uh, to pretty much build the team from the ground up and basically figure out what modern AI, uh, especially machine learning technology, could do for the business and more importantly, what it could do for creators at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So how does COSO evolve from Splice's expertise? I think it's best known probably as that sound library. Sure. So, you know, fundamentally, um, COSO is a discovery technology. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. when you think about the Splice marketplace, we have millions of millions of really high quality sounds. As, as the catalog grows, so does the challenge of finding the right sound, right? So it's like a double-edged sword. So technologies like COSO, and you know, we like to think about its uh, older sibling, CISO, which is similar sounds, which <laughs> we released uh, a couple of years ago. They are discovery technologies, intelligent discovery technologies that make it much easier to find relevant sounds. Um, and now with COSO, in the context of creation, which mm -hmm. is uh, you know, something very important. Mm -hmm. So just to be clear, this is not the kind of tag matching or metadata trawling um, that we've seen before. It's not rule-based, right? That is correct. And that is why, that's why it's a, you know, it's a significant breakthrough because many companies have tried to uh, achieve this in the past and using a rules-based system or matching samples based on key information and all that. And, you know, it can work to a certain degree, but it doesn't scale well, it doesn't generalize well, and, you know, usually it ends up not working well. Mm -hmm. um, COSO works fundamentally differently. And 
it uses the audio data itself in order to mm. compute mm -hmm. or measure compatibility between sounds. So, it's so it doesn't depend on somebody having good metadata hygiene, good metadata input, no data entry. It's really Not just the sound all. itself. Koso, you can throw a piece of audio at it and it will know what to do, mm. which is wow. amazing. Yeah. And it makes it scale very well because mm -hmm. we can just... The more you add, the more exactly. is available. Wow. So who did you build Koso for? Is there a kind of user or creator that you had in mind? Um, maybe uh, like creators in a particular mu musical genre? Is this for experts? Is it for beginners? That's a great question. And uh, I, I've always defined Koso as a product agnostic <laughs> piece of technology <laughs> and, uh, and almost um, use case agnostic. Because oh. when you think about the fundamental problems in modern music production, um, you know, something that almost everyone can relate to is, you know, this thing where, you know, I want to get started with something, you know, mm -hmm. and I want to, or I want to find, you know, that sound in my head mm -hmm. and work from there. Mm -hmm. And when you think about COSO, you know, on the beginner side, or even for someone who's never made, who's never made music before, for the first time, they can experience that, the joy, that magic moment <laughs> of, oh, wow, I created something. So... On that front, it's almost like a zero friction, no learning curve entry point to the ability to actually make music that's unique and that's mm -hmm. yours. Mm -hmm. And we think, and we're already seeing it, that it's inspiring people who've never mm -hmm. made music before, or who've been intimidated by the DAW and all mm -hmm. these tools to give it a shot at, at you know, learning music. Yeah. On the other side of the spectrum, you have the more professional user now they're you know, saving a huge amount of time searching for you know, the right sound or something that works well with their creation. And mm -hmm. now they can use all that time to you know, focus on making other you know, more important creative decisions instead of like, searching for something. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's you know, many groups in the middle or like vocalists or songwriters. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're so excited because we truly not only believe, but we're seeing it already. Coso can bring value to you know the full spectrum of creators. Oh, fantastic! So it's pretty early days for Coso, but I wondered if you have seen any creators do things that are surprising and interesting with it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's been uh, it's been a lot of fun to see how act how people actually use it because mm -hmm. you know we build it around a number of hypotheses of how we think right. they would use it. So. We got, you know, most of them right, and some, you know, not wrong. But we, we, we've been pleasantly surprised um, by how people have used it, and uh, we've seen like videos on TikTok or YouTube where people are starting to create performances. Oh, wow! So Coso right now it creates kind of like a eight-bar uh, looping idea. Okay. Uh, so now people have are started starting to create, you know. Um, screen recordings and they're using like the mute and the solo mm. and all these mechanics to actually mm -hmm. perform wow. and create kind of like a longer form piece of music Wow! so and that's a very strong signal that we're already um, thinking about because that mm. tells us that there's a desire or a need to mm -hmm. go beyond, you know, the eight bar yeah. idea into something that's that's longer form. So, uh, Coso right now is a mobile app. You can do that that eight bar loop. Um, how is how are you planning to involve? Do you have a ro roadmap for the next level for Coso? Definitely. Not that I can talk a lot about. <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, but uh, you know what I can say, and it does. You know, it's no secret. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, such a powerful uh, piece of technology. We want to bring it pretty much everywhere because it, yeah. it can create so much value 
across all the different workflows. So we think of this mobile app as the first embodiment mm -hmm. of COSO and, and, and a good entry point. And because it's mobile, you can be on the go. It's mm -hmm. like very easy. But we envision um, you know, a future where uh, you're going to be able to work with COSO from your doll, mm -hmm. which is going to be a big deal. You're going to be able to bring your own content and you know seed a new stack you know a stack mm -hmm. is kind of like the the, the creation mm -hmm. that comes out of coso using your own content and that's going to enable some really interesting use cases let's talk a little bit about the the interface uh, you mentioned seeds uh, and you mentioned stacks can you talk about how that works sure <laughs> so under the hood what coso relies on this idea of a seed a seed sample the, you know, the one that or like a reference sound so Right now, when you go into the, the mobile app, the COSO mobile app, um, so zooming out for a second, we like to think about these two core principles that are very important. Uh, and they are, we need to let users arrive at a great starting point, mm -hmm. given some input or some intent. And right now, it's in the form of these uh, genre and style templates. That when you open the app and you, you know, click new stack, you have this list of like around 10 mm -hmm. templates. And what that does is it picks, it randomly picks an initial sample, a seed from the Splice catalog, and then it incrementally create, you know, starts bringing new layers, mm -hmm. and that's how a stack is created, and it's unique. You know, every time you create a new stack, no one has ever had that stack before. But more importantly, what's what's great about this, and we were very intentional about this this factor, is, you know. We believe music is you know, a human form of expression. Music will always be subjective. So it's not about how good the AI is. Mm -hmm. The AI gives you a good starting point to inspire mm -hmm. you. And once you found something that you can work with, that you're like, oh, I, I, can, I can make this my own. Mm -hmm. We have these great mechanics that allow you to fine tune it. Or like if you swipe right on any layer, for instance, it will, in milliseconds, bring you the next most compatible layer of that mm -hmm. kind. Let's say mm -hmm. a guitar, when I explore guitars. Mm -hmm. uh, you can add layers, you can you know, delete layers, soon you're gonna be able to do other stuff, but that's what's most important, that we always keep the, the human at the center. Mm -hmm. And is AI assisting and helping the human you know, express themselves, so. Mm. Um, so let's let's get a little bit bigger picture view. Um, in recent years, uh, AI and ML in music has been a buzzword, kind of for better or for worse. Um, people have used it to um, to you know make their companies sound more interesting, maybe than they are. But also, we've seen headlines where you know AI music means robots are stealing songwriters' hmm. jobs. Um, what's wrong with those uh, approaches to thinking about AI and ML for music? What do you think is the right way to think about the role? Sure. Well, I mean, fundamentally what we've been experiencing over the past 10 years, kind of like mm -hmm. the new wave of you know, modern AI mm -hmm. uh, brought by modern machine learning, which is, are these big neural network mm -hmm. models that rely on or are trained on a, on a massive amount of data. But fundamentally, when you think about what software has been, mm -hmm. it's been automation. Mm -hmm. Basically, software is automation. And this rules-based system that we've seen over the years you know, it's nothing but uh, automation. Modern machine learning, it, it, it's a, I like to think it as a change of paradigm where you start automating the automation. Mm, and you mm -hmm. do so by bringing data. So, you know, there are some legitimate concerns about modern AI because it's extremely powerful. It's mm -hmm. an extremely powerful new paradigm of automation. And 
it's already changing the world and it's only <laughs> getting started. <laughs> so I, I think we we have the responsibility to use it in the in the right way. <laughs> but you know, when it comes to music, yeah, it's true. There's been a lot of buzzword because obviously AI has been a sexy word. It's been yeah. great for fundraising right. in many cases. Um, I think the, the good news is that the hype is starting to cool down, and, yeah. and now you know companies are being forced to okay. Now we need to prove. Now we need to that we're actually making something out of it. Mm -hmm. So um, I think it's very important to be intentional about mm -hmm. uh, the role of AI and the role of the human mm -hmm. in, in a user experience. It doesn't happen by accident that you end up putting the human at the center. It mm -hmm. needs to be. You know, intentional, mm -hmm. uh, and at Splice, that's definitely the case. We build these tools that, you know, will always uh, deliver on being the human, the one behind the wheel, the one being the ultimate decision maker, mm. and that's very important. Yes, interesting. Are there trends or developments in AI and ML for music um, that are getting you excited? Maybe things you're not involved in, but that you're seeing else elsewhere in the world. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot. Um, happening, mm -hmm. um, you know. For those who know a little bit about ML, I kind of see like the last ten years have been. We've seen the power of supervised learning, mm, uh, and yeah. th th that's been huge, obviously. But now we're starting to see the real <laughs> uh, output of you know the investment over the past few years on unsupervised learning. Mm. So things are getting really interesting and pretty crazy, and. Yeah, one of the things that I'm still, you know, blown away. I can't believe how incredible this is. Some of, of the models in the image domain. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. You might have heard about Dali yes, Two yes. or Imogen by Google. Mm -hmm. uh, so these are these models that, given a text prompt, they create these beautiful photorealistic photos mm -hmm. or pictures, and it's pretty mind blowing. Yeah, it's pretty mind blowing. So. I don't know. It makes me think about <laughs> what the future holds, and and especially for for audio and music, right. uh, things are going to get really interesting. Oh, fantastic! So, um, on that note, can we look into the future a little bit and uh, get sci-fi, a little science fictional? Um, how do you think people will be creating music in the next five to ten years? What do you, uh, if you could, if you could shape that future, what would it look like? All right. I mean, you are. Let me give it a shot. Let's, yeah, <laughs> let's let's imagine big. If I get it right, it's going to be great. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's that's kind of like my job. I need to figure that out. Um, yeah, so I don't think in terms of like, you know, uh, sci-fi or anything. I, I think it's more about what I think is that the next five years at least are not going to be so much about yet a new breakthrough mm. in AI Mm -hmm. applied to music or audio maybe you know I'm sure there's gonna be some incremental mm -hmm. fundamental uh, developments but I think at this point we have more than enough technology <laughs> we have a lot of amazing building blocks mm -hmm. but we need to understand and learn how to leverage them in the right way mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. what I think is that in the near future uh, when it comes to music creation um, we're gonna see a shift from pure creation mechanics so so far when you think about music production you need to start from nothing you need to you know create on top of that until you feel comfortable with what you have but fundamentally the 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 mechanic by which you get started you make progress and you finish a piece mm -hmm. is creation mm -hmm. if that makes sense yes. it, it will make sense more now i think in the in the near future we're going to see a combination of intelligent discovery 
curation and creation. Mm -hmm. So in the near future, music production, there's going to be an element where you can find something that's relevant mm -hmm. very easily and very fast. Like Koso, you can, you can actually you can think about it as a discovery uh, mm -hmm. technology, right? Mm -hmm. That enables intelligent creation, mm, right? Right, right. When you, when you swipe right on, on Koso, I like to describe it as an example of a, of a curation mechanic. Mm, mm -hmm. So I see more and more tools that are going to be built around this. Uh, I think it's going to be a new paradigm that seamlessly integrates mm -hmm. discovery, cur curation, mm -hmm. and creation mm -hmm. into a single experience. And it's going to be challenging to get it right because not only you need to figure out you know, a new way to, to create and a new, um, you know, how to bring the traditional DAW-like workflow into modern mm -hmm. design patterns. But at the same time, what is the right blend of automation and control? Mm. You know, hitting that sweet spot is actually harder than people think, <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, but th that's going to be, in my mind, the right investment uh, for us and, and for other companies in the mm -hmm. space. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. So how can people get started creating with COSO? Where can we find uh, COSO in its current form? Sure. So they can right now go and download the app, first of all. Mm -hmm. um, Is it in b both Apple and Android? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. both. And mm -hmm. it's great and it works great on both platforms. Um, they need to have a Splice account, mm -hmm. uh, but we do have a, a free um, version. So mm -hmm. you just need to sign up to Splice. If you're uh, a paying subscriber, you get access to premium templates and more mm -hmm. content. Mm -hmm. And uh, the great news is that it's almost self-explanatory. Like once you're in the app, you go create a new stack, you mm -hmm. choose a template that will create a unique stack that's never been heard before. And from there, you can add new layers, you can delete, you can swap, swipe right on any layer to get more compatible sounds. And once you're happy with it, there's a little share button at the bottom right. And you can share it with friends. You can uh, view it on Splice. So basically, when you ah. click view on Splice, mm -hmm. it will automatically create a new web page that has your stack and all the underlying Splice samples from the marketplace. Oh, wow. Which is pretty cool, because from there, you can download those samples. You can add them to your likes. And if you would like to continue that creation in your DAW mm -hmm. of, of choice, you can do so very easily, because then you can find those samples on your Splice desktop app, mm. right? Uh, we'll continue working on you know new ways to or you know better ways to integrate the experience that you get from the mobile app and you know the desktop experience and, mm -hmm. and how to bring that into the DAW uh, more easily. So it's only going to get easier and better to you know create stacks and and. and take them to whatever you want. Awesome. Well, thank you, Ale, uh, for talking with you today. I hope you had a great NAM show. I hope the last day is even better. Um, thanks for being a guest on Music Tectonics. Uh -huh. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this special episode of Music Tectonics, recorded at the 2022 NAM show. There's more to come from NAM, so if you like what you hear, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We have new episodes every week. Did you know that you can dig deeper into all our episodes with the show notes at musictectonics.com? That's also where you'll find the latest about our annual conference and a sign up for our newsletter. 
Everything we do explores the seismic shifts that shake up music and technology, the way the Earth's tectonic plates cause quakes and make mountains. Connect with Music Tectonics on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Bye-bye. You're listening to Music Tectonics.